Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk. And it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi Di Denaro, always authentic, never counterfeit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Parlay Vu podcast. We got Brian Castiglione, Jack Hawk and Joe's, Anthony Alcino, not business owner, now homeowner. He's busy. He's got things he's got to do. More important things, some might Put say. The floor's down. Yeah, he's got to meet with the floor. So missing out, dude. He's missing out. But then he's gonna get mad. When I talk shit about him being Mr. Absentee <laughs> Anthony. And we know he's not going to listen, so we can say whatever the fuck we want. I mean, he knows. Yeah, he, he knows. knows. Championship Sundays came and went. I think we're going to get into these games first. Okay. Start the show. First game, 3.30 or 3 o'clock, whatever it was, San Fran playing Philly in a game. This really sucks because this was a game that I thought would be exciting. I was yeah. really excited to watch this game. First or second drive, right? Brock Purdy blows out his UCL. On the strip. On the strip yeah. sack. And then in comes Josh Johnson, who I didn't even know was on the team. <laughs> and he's, like, doing his best. The game's still close because the defense is playing out of its mind. Right. And then, boom, concussion. And we had to watch at least an entire half of football where a team could not, did not attempt to throw a pass. Couldn't. Wasn't the backup quarterback Kyle Juszczyk? The emergency quarterback emergency. they said was Kyle Juszczyk, but it was McCaffrey who took – anyone who took snaps that wasn't Purdy after Josh Johnson went down was McCaffrey. Yeah, but it was only like one or two snaps, and then Purdy was essentially like – Purdy was just come out and yeah. the ball off, I guess, just taking snaps, handing yeah. it off, and it just got worse and worse and worse. As it like should be, mm-hmm. when you cannot throw a pass against this team, no matter how good your defense is, this is one of the greatest teams ever assembled yeah. outside of the quarterback position. Which brings me to my next point. I know this is going. Connor. This is for Connor, but for the world. Jalen Hurts still sucks. Jalen Hurts is an average quarterback at best. We were saying it on Sunday. He doesn't throw the ball further than five yards past the line of scrimmage. And when he does, they're overthrown. They're underthrown. There's too much touch. There's not enough touch. Devontae Ball 
looked like a sweet play on fourth and three, right? Yeah. First of all, we all know now that it was a drop. Second of all, it was a sweet play because Devontae Smith made an out-of-control grab because he overthrew him. Right. They got the number one offensive line in the NFL. I believe it's the number one. It's the top-rated NFL offensive I one. I think so, yeah. They have probably the best skill group pass-catching-wise, right? They've got yeah. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. It's hard to say with the Bengals there, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. I Bengals is fair. But, no, they're very close. Very Dallas you know, top-tier top pass-catching group. Because Hurst, he's probably better than Hurst, honestly. But, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but their secondary is elite and their pass rushing is elite. Right. And guess what we know about Jalen Hurts? He's a second-round pick. Do we know what that means, Jack? He doesn't get a certain year on his contract? Bingo. No fifth-year option on a second-round pick, which means this is Jalen Hurts' third year, eligible for an extension this offseason. One year left. Then you got to pay the man. Yeah. If you're going to pay the man, He's going to get paid. Other money yeah. elsewhere. Let's, let's not let's this not what, yeah, the no, no, He's no, going to no, get paid. If you're going to pay the man, the money elsewhere needs to go. Right. So we're, we might lose some talent on the outside. We might lose uh, one of our all-pro linemen, like Jordan Mailata, who I, who I think might be locked up right now. Yeah, we might lose Devontae Smith to free agency. They Dallas Carter, might retire. Miles Sanders hits the market this year. Players on the defense. like they, This is the peak of Jalen Hurts' powers. Because all of his weapons and all of the help that is everywhere is going to start to leave. Now, Howie Roseman, very good GM, great last three years running this team. So who's to say they don't find a way? Yeah. They're still picking in the top 10 this year, right? Because they have the Saints pick. They have pick. two picks. They have the Saints pick, which I think is 10. 10. No, it's 10. Sure, but probably, yeah. Given where the Saints finish. So who's to say they don't just, you know, draft and replace and keep going? But with this group that we have right now, this this season is the peak of their powers, in my opinion. And, yeah, I, I don't think – I think he's – do you know what Jalen Hurts is to me? RG3 all over again. He's a threat like with his big, legs. You're a big, big hater. He's a threat with his legs. Their running game is good. They have a good defense. When he does make big explosive throws, he's throwing into wide open windows because the people have to respect everything else that's going on in the field. Right. RG3 never made a lot of impressive tight window throws to me. All right. Well, before we – have you put in your piece on the RG3? Because I've I've been meaning to get to this, and I feel like it's a valid point that I've wanted to say for the, almost the entire postseason – this RPO-based offense with these short throws and these you have to respect both runners, nobody can stop it. Nobody can. So until somebody finds a way how to stop it, he's going to keep succeeding. Now, if the Chiefs can do it, good for them. But for me, it, if you watch the defense and you have to watch them respect two, you have to respect two runners. You got to respect Miles Sanders, tough runner. Jalen Hurts, dual threat quarterback in this offense. Not entirely inside of this offense. Hold on. What was, the, what was the score at halftime? Was it 7 to nothing at halftime? Maybe 14 nothing at halftime? After, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up right now. Because didn't Josh Johnson have that dumb fumble? I just don't know if that is in the second quarter or the third quarter. I thought he was done by the third quarter, so I think that might have been the second quarter. Because I thought Purdy played the second half. Because, the relatively speaking, until they're – Lack of quarterback play took them out of the game, which was pretty much from the minute Josh Johnson got on the field. 
this was a seven nothing game, and the Niners had plenty of opportunities. It was at the end of the first half. It was seventeen to fourteen. Oh no, seventeen yeah, to fourteen. So fourteen fourteen to seven. Fourteen to seven. Yeah. So it's a seven. Oh, no, it was twenty-one to seven. I'm sorry. Right. It was, so it was fourteen to seven, and then Josh Johnson fumbled that ball right, at, at the, the end, end of the second, second quarter. Yeah. So this game was a close game for mostly most of a half, despite the fact that Purdy was out on the second or third drive of the game, and Josh Johnson just got there. Despite all this, so my point is that the Niners did it. The Niners figured it out. They stifled them a couple of times. Had they and the Devonte Smith thing? Did you see him get up right away? Fourth yeah, oh and yeah, three. He he's like, let's. Right yeah. He got up. He's like, let's go. Let's he go. Knew. Let's he's go. If you see a player that made the play, uh, like encouraging everybody to get on the fucking ball, challenge flag immediately. Yeah. I don't care what they said upstairs. Yeah, the guy knows he didn't catch it. Throw the challenge flag. What's yeah. the worst that happens? You lose a timeout. No, I. I agree. That's that, that's a game changing play right receiver. there. Because like, then it's still nothing, nothing. Yeah. Well, now. But you can always say hindsight's twenty twenty in that perspective. Not everybody on the field is going to be that smart. No. I mean, you want to know why the answer to that question is no? Who's the head coach of the San Francisco Kyle 49ers? Shanahan. And what is Kyle Shanahan known for? Challenging plays. Blowing big games. Whoa. He's the offensive coordinator of the Falcons, 28-3. to He was um, – <laughs> didn't they blow a big lead last year in the playoffs? Or two years ago, they blew a pretty big lead in the playoffs while he was the head coach of the Niners. And there was a game when he was running the offense in Cleveland. I think they blew the game against the Rams. Yeah, against the Rams. They were up big against the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the answer to that question is no. Because if you're Kyle Shanahan and people talk about you like you're one of the great top coaches in the league, but the only thing that people really could point to you that you're known for, besides your massive coaching tree, which just got bigger, by the way, Mm. offensive coordinator that went with D'Amico Ryans. Yeah is another guy on the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree and blowing big games. So, like, make the challenge – throw the flag, dude. Throw the challenge flag. Right, take a shot. How young is his career as a coach? This is his first head coaching gig. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's a relatively young career. Can uh, I'm not going to say can you expect a guy to do it, but of his caliber, you should. He's like modern-day Andy Reid. But Andy Reid's still here. Yeah, but Andy Reid Andy Reed couldn't do it. Andy Reid got fired from Philadelphia right. despite making four, and I think it was four consecutive NFC Championship yeah, losses. And that Owens. was with McNabb and Owens, T.O.? That was with McNabb. Time, and then after that, I think it was Vic for a little bit, right? Or was Vic Brian Kelly? Chip Kelly, you're thinking Chip of. Kelly, yeah. um, no, Vic was definitely not with Andy Reid, I don't think. I think it, it was definitely, but it was McNabb. McNabb, though for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, McNabb, yeah, Brian Westbrook. As, from what I know, I think the Eagles and Reed just kind of mutually parted ways. It wasn't anything like bad, but no, well, his whole deal was that he couldn't win the big one because then even they had that Super Bowl against Tam. Right. With that was with T.O. and McNabb, and they lost to Tam Brady and the Patriots. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Tam, should we get this right out of the way? No, let's let's do the games first. We'll, get, do, to we'll do the games. we get to Tam. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this game or Jalen Hurts, this offense? I know you're the only one on this podcast that's been a Jalen Hurts supporter since the preseason. Well, I, I will say it at, at the end of these games, I I'm gonna ride Eagles this year. Tremendous. I'm not I'm not on the KC I, train. 
I like Jalen Hurts. I can't even lie. He did win me the championship in fantasy, so I can't even act like he didn't. But to be honest, um, I did see the same things that you saw in the game. The the deep passes that were above 15, 20 yards looked wobbly, and they were getting short. We're also coming off of a shoulder injury, too. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, you have to keep these sort of things in mind. But, you know, like like we're all saying, and it's all stereotypical, but we'll see. Like, it's he's going to have to – he's going to be able to run, but he's definitely going to have to throw against the Chiefs. That's their – they are sure. the their bottom of the league in pass protection, the Chiefs. Right. So they're going to so have to – he's going to have to throw out. it. Yeah. Late game, huh? Yeah, no, but there was something else oh, okay. I was going to say, and it was—it's losing me now. Oh, um, well, they win fifteen regular season games. That was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, and then was. the two playoff games. Yeah. So sixteen wins. Of those sixteen wins, how many of them did Jalen Hurts like carry them to or lead? I don't want to say carry because you can't really carry in the NFL. How many of those wins did Jalen Hurts lead them to? They won because on the arm of Jalen Hurts. Maybe maybe one or two. On the arm or on the back? Arm, legs, dude. With the bo- I would say I would give him nine wins. No way. Carrying, rushing? No way. There's multiple games where he's had over 70 rushing yards as a quarterback and scored multiple rushing touchdowns. You can say no way, but the stats are there. The stats prove it. Go find me those games and go find me the box score and go show me my how many sacks pleasure. the defense have and how many interceptions the defense have. I was going to say, I, I don't disagree with Hawk. And how many fucking – <laughs> go ahead. I don't disagree with Jack because he, he did have a decent amount of rushing touchdowns. But all season long, I've felt not that Jalen Hurts hasn't been the reason they won, but I've said to Connor, too, the team is tremendously balanced. Like, all facets of the team the are entire- able to do what they can do. And I think that's really the reason why. They got to 14 wins, you know, like all of the men in the trenches outside of George, uh, his name is slipping me. The rookie they drafted this year, the three tech, all of the guys on that D line had over 10 sacks this year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like every, like we're saying the D line stacked, you got Slay and Bradbury. The corners are nice. The linebackers are nice. Miles Sanders is like kind of actually what you were saying a few minutes ago. I always felt like this year, the 14 win season came more off the fact that at any, any facet of an NFL game, they were talented enough in each of those to be better than the opponent, essentially. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Because his paper, please. Sorry. You know, look at the Giants. Paper. Like, the Giants, the Giants' D-line, decent. Cornerbacks, decent. Linebackers, not great. And that's easily exploited. Yeah. Like, all season long. 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? The Eagles don't have that. Each layer of their defense is, you know... You're like like the antithesis of my point here would be like last year, Joe Burrow led the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Right. It felt this more year, like Burrow This led, year, Joe yeah. Burrow led the Bengals to an AFC right. title game. For the last five seasons, Patrick Mahomes has led the Chiefs to an AFC title game. I don't I don't I can't say Hurts led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I don't think I can either, because I just think the Eagles are so talented that they the team itself just got them there. I don't think it was one one leading like effort. I think just the team itself was talented enough to get there. Um, I mean, they were. Were they the highest rushing team in the league? The Eagles? One of, if not the. I don't know who was the top, but they they had to be. Um, Yeah. Jack's right. You don't have to write them down. (laughs) I am. No, the numbers prove it, and I am going to prove it. Should have came with your homework, dude. While he's cooking up his homework, um, Chiefs, Bengals. Chiefs Bengals, what a game! Um, big controversy right now seems to be the refs. 
horrible, horribly officiated football game. Yeah. Tremendously I, bad. I felt like the whole Sunday slate was sloppy. I think I had said that out loud. No, I said that at my house when I got home because my dad was watching it. And he's like, they've been throwing flags all day because he's kind of like new to football and everything. And I explained to him, like, I'm like, the officiating has been close to terrible. Even <laughs> just ignoring the flags. I mean, we were, I think it was, it was during the Chiefs-Bengals game, during the, the two-minute comeback drive. Why are we taking 30 seconds to spot the ball? We're like, you're killing all the momentum. Of what's well, going on. The third and nine sack that they're like, yeah, hold yeah. on, that play gets waved off. Yeah. Horrendous, dude. Yeah, was... Horrendously inexcusable as yeah. far as I'm concerned with that. Here's the bottom line, though. I'm not willing to say the refs took this game away from the Bengals. No, I don't think so either. Bengals punt the ball. It's an absolute line drive rocket ship with so, no hang time. Yeah. It looked like a Braden Man punt. And my man just takes off, finds a lane. And then you leave. I mean, Pat needed 13 seconds to beat the Bills in this situation last year, right? Or was that even in the conference title game? No, it was in the divisional round. But, yeah, because they played the Bengals in the conference title game. So he's got plenty of time now to make a couple of plays. And then they come, you know, Pat's running around the outside. And that's a flag, dude. That's a flag. That's a Yeah, the push out of bounds. I'm sorry. It's a flag. I don't. Are people arguing that it wasn't? A P- yeah, P- I mean, people are mad. Yeah, um, but like, listen, I, I, that's a know, flag if it's a running back. It's so funny because I, in the same situation, I was explaining this to to my mom, because she was like, "Oh, they're gonna call a flag on that." I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, why?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, he's making an angle towards the sideline. You have to assume that once he's two feet away from the sideline, even if he cuts back in, he's he can be leveled. He's not gonna choose to do that. He's just gonna run out of bounds." She's like, "So they can flag?" I'm like. They're going to do it every single time. Yeah. Like, he could have been even one foot out of bounds, and he pushed him. They still would have threw the flag on him easily. Like, he was out of bounds, was he not? His he was foot was coming. Out of yeah, he yeah, was he way was out, so of out of bounds. He was so out of bounds, it wasn't even a close He was goal. way out of bounds. And then people are coming after Joseph Osai, who, first of all, don't do that. All right? Yeah, wild stuff. He made multiple plays in this game that, that kept him there. So, like, don't, don't go bashing Joseph Osai. Right. And I saw BJ Hill came to his defense, kind of at the post. Well, so they had been in, um, they were in the locker room, um, and the reporters, any, they were kind of asking questions about the game, and then anything kind of more geared towards like the, the penalty, BJ Hill was kind of answering, kind of in, in place of him, which, you know, that's good shit. That's a tough spot. I, I I'd read up on kind of what happened. He, he is year two. Yeah. Apparently, um, apparently he had a killer season. Him and the guy that everyone else is dragging because he had said, um, why you hit the quarterback? I think his name's Preston. Jermaine Pratt. Pratt, that's what it is, Pratt. Um, they're dragging him him through the mud, too, for all that. But you know what? At the same time, I get what he's saying. You're caught up in the moment. You got the guy on the tunnel seconds after he lost the game to go to the Super Bowl. I can't say that I wouldn't be saying the same thing out loud. You know. Also, he might not have known there was a camera there. Not that any of it's an excuse, but he came out. You know, he said that he was wrong, and apparently he was another player that made a huge shift this year on the defense. So it was kind of cool to see this, you know, this really detrimental mistake, and it kind of seems like the defense as like a unit are kind of rallying around him now, which yeah, which is you know, good, which is good. I mean, it kind of shows you kind of what's going on in Cincinnati as far as you know a team and coaching and kind of they're bu- yeah they're they're building something there. Well, the story of this game for Cincinnati for me is. The offensive line 
The offensive line held up against Buffalo. Did not hold up against Kansas City. No, Chris Jones, man. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Jones Eating, came through. Dude. Chiefs defense, uh, I don't. I didn't think they played out of their mind, but they played just enough to kind of, you know, they were just like offense. We just need you to go out and score enough. Just score more than the Bengals, and we'll kind of keep it. Yeah, we're going to get to Joe. We'll keep, we'll keep yeah. Joe frustrated a little exactly. bit all game. And they did. The... Um, it did feel like Kelsey was hurt, um, especially in the beginning. He was catching balls and immediately looking to pitch. And then when he was running, it did not seem like he was really going full clip, to be honest with you. And he did come in with a back injury. so Still had a very nice day. Yeah, and I'm sure – by Super Bowl, he'll be totally fine. They're all going to be fine, which, I mean, we'll we'll get into that next week. But I think it's ridiculous that they're dogs because of the wide receivers right. being hurt. And yeah. it's fucking completely – they're all going to be fine. Nobody torn ACL. Nobody well, broke an ankle. Harvin's looking doubtful. But, other, I mean, other than that, you Juju, still got – Juju will be back. Yeah, you still got Smith-Schuster. You still got Valdez-Gambling. You still got Kelsey. And who was the know. other oh, – their three wide receivers were hurt. Juju, Miko Hardman, and – Watson. Christian Watson? Christian Watson's on the Packers. Sky Moore, you're thinking of? No, no. there's another Watson, but I don't know his first name. Oh, uh, that's the tight that's end. That's the no, not the tight end. That's the uh He's a receiver, right? No, he's a DB. Oh, you're that right. he's a rookie DB. I can't think of who I'm thinking of. Two rookie no, DBs on the Chiefs pass protect uh secondary. So I came in with my homework here. <laughs> we'll start we'll start with the bed. Seven total turnovers on Jalen Hurts' behalf on the entire season. Justin Watson. Sorry. Justin Watson. He's Seven total team. interceptions, fumbles, combined. Tony. Who's the other one? Go ahead. Do your thing, Jack. 300-yard yeah. passing games. Four. We'll go over to the, the good now. Rushing and passing touchdowns. He has 22 passing touchdowns and 13 rushing touchdowns. To how do you want to do this? We'll do the the yeah, fumble. No, they to, they, to they scored they scored a yeah. lot. I understand that. What I wanted to know was how many of these games where he had big games like this did they get short fields because the defense turned over the ball or because the defense had seven sacks on the day and the other offense could get nothing? And Jalen Hurts had these games. How many of them were fourteen plus point games? That's what I wanted to know. Because anybody could go, if your team's great, you could go out there and throw for 700 fucking yards. But if the score's 55 to 2, you just beat the piss out of somebody. That that was my point. I, I know that he had a high touchdown to turnover ratio. I know that he's had big games. I know that he's had a big year. It could be their year. They're a very good team. I think he's an average quarterback. I think this is the meteoric, the meteora of his career. The absolute fucking point of his career right now. Games where he has thrown for over 300 yards, he has won by more than two scores. All of them. Not all of them. One of them, the outlier being the Chicago Bears, 25 to 20. So of his four 300-yard games, the Bears Three of game. Them, he has won by more than two scores. Okay. So I was right. Thanks for doing that. So you were, you were right. I, get I know what, I am. I get what Jack's saying, though, because – at the same time, they are one of the heaviest rush teams. He did account for 13 of those touchdowns, and I think he had, was it 800 rushing yards this year, or seven. He might have, he might have broke eight. I'll, I could, I know I could do some Jones math. Had 700, and he wasn't. The there first, was a game where so. he he rushed and passed for the same amount of yards. Yeah, I mean, so 
it's hard. I, I sixty two. I don't disagree with one hundred and fifty three. But I definitely how much eight fifty three. One hundred and fifty three. You've heard what he was saying. Um, he passed and rushed for one hundred and fifty three yards each and won a game. Mm-hmm. Still three hundred yards of offense, too. Yeah, no, he's a fine little that's player. I, I that's, that's, see, he's a fine little player, dude. Spot beside. He's a cute little guy. You know, yeah, he's a cute little guy, dude. Fly after the game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, did you see what Travis Kelsey said? No. He said, Chiefs fans, do not dress up the Rocky Memorial. Don't do that. It's like, definitely don't let me see a number 87 on that thing. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. That's that's bad luck. Yeah. Sure. Don't be screwing with our, fic- with our city's fictional heroes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb city, bro. What's another city that has a statue of a movie character? Give or take a little under oh, eight hundred. Yeah. Think they we're looking mouse, probably. We're looking seven sixty <laughs> to seven uh eight seven sixty to eight hundred on the year for rough yards. estimate for rushing yeah, yards. So it's a lot. And yeah, dude. So what? It's a lot. So what? I'm just saying. I see both your guys' points. I can't disagree. He's with a cute little guy, dude. I'm holding all of my the Alabama quarterbacks on good stock. I bought a little bit I more. Will, I will, Before the playoffs, I bought a little bit more. Dude. And I'm going to uh, hold all my stock in the, the, the Eagles winning this year. I'm going to hold all that. Fine. I'm going to sell The Eagles it could win this after, year. Yeah. That doesn't make Jalen Hurts very good. Trent well, then Dilfer maybe I would agree Bowl, with you on man. the Alabama we'll stock. See. but I mean, he's, this might be the game where Jalen Hurts has to be good. You never know. It, it could be. It could totally I, be I'm dying game. for that day to happen. <laughs> Can't wait. Because then maybe I'm either proved wrong. Or we just got it was one bad game. Yeah. You know, I either get proved wrong instantly or we don't have an answer and we just got to wait for a we'll couple for more years. Season, yeah. So, fucking, I'm, I'm willing to play the long game with Jalen Hurts, dude. Jalen Hurts, if you go out on the first play of this fucking game, I swear to God, because I will now oh, hold this be... argument. I will lose my and mind. And my other Jalen Hurts beef is why the fuck does Alabama get to claim Jalen Hurts? Why does Alabama football and Alabama fans get to claim Jalen Hurts as an Alabama quarterback? He told him he wasn't good enough and sent him fucking packing for happened? Tua. Yeah. Really? And he went and did a grad transfer last year at Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. So they kicked him and now they're trying him. Yeah, and now they're claiming him because he's the tough. An Alabama quarterback hasn't made the Super yeah, Bowl dude. since 1967 when, when I think it was, I think it was Joe Willie. Joe yeah. Willie Namath was the last Alabama quarterback to start in a Super Bowl. So they're literally Alabama tweeted that. Like, this is the first Alabama. Like, no, do no. You sent yeah, him packing. That's shitty. For Tua. You sent him packing for the concussion magnet. Okay. He cleared protocol. He was in the protocol for months. Yeah, glad he cleared protocol. Jesus. Just in time for uh, Cancun. Right. Um. Some more on the Chiefs Bengals game. Anything else? I'm all good. Jack, you didn't really get to say anything when we were talking about the game. I, I got nothing. I. I don't want to say I'm against the Chiefs dynasty thing, but like I, the game was it was it was a lot of ref ball. I'm for it. For it. And you got. I'm pretty sure you got. I'm pretty sure you guys covered the. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just this year. I was just a Jalen Hurts guy. You know, maybe next year I'm a Justin Herbert guy. I was a Mahomes guy this year. He's my fantasy guy. He's my most consistent fantasy player. Well, listen, you know, Jets guy at heart here. So we'll, well yeah. hopefully, you know. I just want the Jets to get their Patrick Mahomes, dude. Stop fucking around. Or just the quarterback. Just Aaron Anyone. Rodgers, dude. I'll take Aaron, Aaron for two Rodgers, years. Yeah. 
None of my friends want Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's a shame. And I think you need to not watch football anymore if you're that much of a fucking dickhead. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. Football is for everyone, things. dude. Football is for everyone, but football, if you're... football is gay. Remember? Yeah, football's gay. <laughs> remember that, dude? It's and for fucking everybody. Trans. Yeah. And pan. It's multiracial. It's everything, dude. Football is for fucking everybody. Yeah. Stop trying you, to listen, you know I'm going to say don't watch football anymore. You just say that's a bad take. Yeah, You're, you it's a criminally bad, bad take. There's an Get Instagram page game. called Freezing Cold Takes, dude. Yes, And there you is. guys should be on it. Headlining. Pinned yeah, to the top. I just don't agree with that, dude. Yeah, I disagree, too. I, I'm just going to tell you it's a bad take, and we're going to keep moving on. We're going to call uh, that the uh, last take. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, Jack. This is going to be a lot of you guys, but I'll Jack. Jack to. sat through his sat through and viewed his first Royal Rumble ever this past Saturday night at good old Big Whitey's house. Little get together for the premium live event. What'd you think, first timer? It was entertaining. I liked it. I thought it was. I I'm not Dave Meltzer, dude, so I don't know how many Marones. I'll give it a out of how many? Out of seven Marones out of ten. Seven out of ten Marones. All right, that's not bad. Is this your first? This was your first wrestling thing you've ever watched before? Well, on TV, like I I watched WrestleMania last year and had no fucking clue what was happening. But this year, I was I'm like kind of keeping up a little bit better. So what I what I saw at the Royal Rumble, I. the Royal Rumble itself gets a seven out of ten, but the the rest of the show was. the rest of the show was a little off, if you ask me. It was the energy came down way too quick. Yeah. We took him to Dynamite and Rampage AEW. He went with us in September. Oh, wild show. Yeah, that was probably crazy. And he's been to NYWC a few times. Oh, so his so, level of what he thought was happening was different than what was going to be happening. At where? Either a venue. Like, <laughs> well, NYWC <laughs> was way different than what he's probably watching at. At NYWC, NY- yeah. yeah, we yeah, you could say that, you know. Yeah. You could get front row, t- get front row tickets to NYWC for thirty five bones, yeah. dude. Front row listen, tickets. To listen, the Royal man, Rumble. don't give those guys. Those might be five figures. Don't give those dis. Don't give those guys disrespect. They put in some work. No, no, no disrespect. They, they put you, in some work. What I'm saying to you is, is the you're not watching level. people get hit with chairs from fifteen feet away on WWE Royal Rumble. It's a little different. So I was trying to gauge where you were at in your the theat- the theatrical level of the Royal Rumble was. It was pretty good. I liked the way they put on a show. They put on a fucking a hell of a show, I would say. And I enjoyed it. The wor- In the words of Paul Triple H Levesque in the post-event presser, we do this better than every- anybody else in the world. <laughs> Is that what he said for real? Yeah, he said we do this better than anyone else in the world. Um, the Men's Royal Rumble was fantastic this year. First Royal Rumble with Triple H under control of creative doing the booking, quote-unquote. That's a word we still want to use. Um, men's Royal Rumble match phenomenal Cody came out at 30 won the whole damn thing we only had three surprises it was Booker T uh, Logan Paul I was going to say Logan Paul yeah it's Logan Paul Booker T and I forgot who the other one was it's missing Sheamus I think you said right or no, Sheamus came surprise? in first or second okay, okay. yeah I forgot who the third guy was but oh none. no I'm trying to remember what you told me who it was I just yeah, I don't, I mean, fucking pull it up. Logan Paul. Logan Paul was, it's like he was born to do this, but I'll tell you what it is. Logan and Jake Paul sold their souls to Satan, dude. 
These guys are good at everything they do. Logan Paul decides he's going to start training for boxing. Boxes KSI a couple of times. Goes, boxes Floyd. Goes the distance with Floyd. Doesn't get knocked out. Comes to WWE. Is a natural at it right away. Comes back for the Royal Rumble. Just after Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel, having a grade three, MC, grade three MCL sprain, makes it back for the Royal Rumble and steals the show, in my opinion, with an incredible spot. I showed you the spot, right? It's been all over. Yeah, yeah well, it's been all over. Wogan on it's one awesome. end, Ricochet on the other. Huge close. Yeah, springboard, double springboard clo- uh, clotheslines. Great spot. Kid's incredible at everything he does. And then Prime. Yeah. Prime Prime has been on the market for 13 months, and earlier this week they became the official sports drink of the UFC. His show, Impulsive, is, I assume, one of the top five on, app, on Apple Podcasts. So, yeah. I don't listen to it regularly, but I listen to the Cody one. The rest of the show kind of lacked, you know, left a little bit more to be desired. Pitch Black match, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Was as about as interesting as it could have been. Yeah. It was the way it was described and how it was shown to me, it looked it didn't look well thought out, if you ask me. The concept of it is cool. But what like the whole concept, right? That what do, what do we say is a joke? That that WWE or like professional sports wrestling is a uh it's like a men's soap opera. It felt like it I from what I watched, I felt like I gained nothing from it. I mean, it, I won't I won't say nothing, but I feel like I gained minimal from it from watching the whole like concept is cool. I I like the whole the the neon aesthetic and the with the uh what was it the stick, what did they call that? Yeah, they had a kendo stick with like neon paint on each side. Okay. So when he hit him with it, it left a paint. Oh, that's cool. On his arm, like a lightsaber kendo stick. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was the whole concept was cool. I just felt that it was poor execution on, on what we were trying to do here. Especially like in the writer's room, maybe we just had a little oopsie. I just yeah, it seemed like an oopsie poopsie. I don't know. Good way to they get were probably the, just trying to do something new. And get that like, Mountain Dew sponsorship. Just, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, I was gonna say you gotta get really that money. Especially when you were telling me about it and then I saw the ad and I saw Mountain Dew right after I'm like, all right, so this is kinda what's yeah. really going on here. Yeah. But maybe they were just trying something new. Always, they always, you know, plenty of gimmick matches that don't work out. And I hear the plan is they might have another gimmicky match at the Elimination Chamber, these two. So we'll see what happens with that. (laughs) The lights are too bright. Instead instead of being pitch black, it's just the entire stadium (laughs) is just blinding. They have to wear sunglasses inside. It's so bright. With Bray, they should just do, I feel like like he's taking on the Undertaker Kane role of WWE. Why not just start doing your, like... Very alive matches, things like he's that, been in them. You know? Oh, he's been in those, yeah, already? casket matches and okay. shit. Yeah, yeah, but like, he's like, going, like in the day. I think him and Kane had an inferno match <laughs> years back, Fair which is the dumbest of dumb gimmick <laughs> matches, dude. Isn't that where the shoot the flames shoot out of the uh, yeah, the whole outside of the aprons got fucking flamethrowers, yeah. <laughs> dude? It's stupid. Uh, Bianca and Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss just kind of lack a lot of in-ring chemistry. It wasn't a long match. That too, I was like, they I was watching. Yeah, women, I saw something that title. said they basically stole a fight scene from like one of the Scream movies. I saw that clip that's going around. Yeah, Did you see this the, with the two of them. Yeah, it's uh, the exact. It, you saw it. It's like the I didn't exact see it. choreography like a, like of a like side a, by side. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a side by side of the scene of Scary Movie where the ring girl comes out and the girl beats her up. And mm. it's legitimately move for move the same exact sequence they did it, at the match. It who, was fucking who weird. Was, who was on offense? Um, Alexa Bliss. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It was very weird. Like, literally <laughs> almost move for move. I'm it have to it go was wild. This. Yeah. But yeah, that match was, eh, they're both very good, very, very, very good professional wrestlers. They just don't seem to have much in-ring chemistry together. Another thing on the theatric side, too, like, the they were showing, what's his name, Uncle whatever? Uncle Howdy. Yeah. I, that, the whole, the post, the post-match, like, uh, do you, or uh, do you feel in charge? Another thing, I was like, I, what am I getting from this? What are we building? Yeah, but to? they, they've been doing this. You, you're not watching Raw and SmackDown every week. They've been building the Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy thing since he came back to the company a couple of months ago. This is all just a long, ongoing thing with Uncle Howdy and Bray. Bray's always been these weird characters. Yeah, but I I get it. I get the buildup of it and everything. It's just that the execution could have been a lot better with it. Well, you know? but that's that's me being nitpicky and that's me not being a writer. So bless I, you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Uno mas? No, please. Perdón. So I personally thought the Women's Royal Rumble was not that good this year. It, 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 yeah. Alessino jokingly said while we were watching it that who's gonna, we were like, oh, who's going to be number 30? And he's like, Nia Jax. And then out comes Nia Jax, and she's <laughs> fucking useless, dude. And uh, it wasn't that great. Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, who I think in 2019 set the then record for shortest time in the Rumble. The two of them went in at one and two, and they both hit the Iron Woman mark over an hour. Ray eliminated Liv Morgan, I think, last to win, and they were the first two in. So they were both in. I think Ray was in for like their, like an hour and ten minutes or something. The two of them were in there for. Other than that, blah. I like Ray Ripley. She's going to go on to now wrestle Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Then we had the Bloodline match with Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Universal Title. He wants he retains right retains the title. Yep. And then they just start assaulting Kevin Owens in the ring after the fact. Yeah. Handcuff him to the ropes. Super kick after super kick after super. Bro's kick. eating him. And then like a champ too. Roman picks up a chair and he's gonna brain him with the chair. And Sammy Sammy Zayn jumps in the way, stops him. Says you don't have to do this. He's, it's beneath you. You don't have to do this. Right. And we're sitting there going, he's had enough, damn it. He's had enough. That man's got kids. <laughs> and then Roman goes, you're right. I shouldn't. You should. And gives Sammy the chair. Sammy cracks Roman with the chair oh, in the that's back. That's going online, yeah. Very much mirroring Seth Rollins cracking Roman in the back with the chair when the shield split up all those years ago. And now this is like the best thing in wrestling right now, the Bloodline Sami Zayn storyline. It feels like it should be the main event, but Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, so Cody Rhodes should be the main event. Roman Reigns has two belts. I think he just needs to pull double duty. WrestleMania is a two-night affair nowadays. This is not a, a unique thought. People have been saying this for a while. Wrestle Cody on night one, wrestle Sammy on night two, close both shows, drop both belts, go take his time off, shoot a movie, whatever the fuck he wants to do. And then Sammy has one belt, Cody has the other belt, and we split the belts again. Now Because it's been like 800 and some odd days, Roman Reigns has had both belts. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let me ask you, because I, I don't watch regularly. Is Seth Rollins, like, playing heel right now? Is that what he's doing? Seth Rollins is kind of, yeah, he's like a weird. It's hard because he's a little too over to be a heel. But he's doing, he's doing like, odd character work right now. I was going to say, he his character kind of, like, fuck with me a little bit. Because, like, I'm watching this, like, trying to get into it. Like, what, like trying to understand, like, oh, this is the storyline. This is what this is. Like, I'm trying to immerse myself in it, right? And, like, I can't understand, like, what's going on or like what the direction the writing's going in i'm like i'm like i feel like i'm trying to watch it as it's like a tv show or a movie right but then i'm watching it and i'm like this is just like yeah but this so... is worse than friends man like I... whoa 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 whoa, whoa like I, i'm whoa. not i'm not i'm not the royal rumble I'm not throwing dirt the royal rumble is a device to start laying the breadcrumbs to wrestlemania so things like what happened at the royal rumble who eliminated seth rollins from the royal rumble do you know because it's important that you know. I don't. Logan Paul eliminated Seth Rollins. So now, WrestleMania is going to be Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, probably, which is going to be a banger. Because Seth Rollins is top five alive in that squared circle right now. Across all companies, he's top five alive on the planet. Logan Paul's a super athlete. So things like that. They're probably going to wind up doing... Sheamus against Gunther for the Intercontinental title. I was going to say, Gun- big push on it. Gunther in the Rumble, too. Gunther uh, went over Ran the Iron Man on him. Really? Went over an hour. Went in at one. Made it to the final three. No, final two. Cody yeah, eliminated it Cody. After it got down to the two of them, him and Cody had like a seven and a half minute match before, they eliminated, <laughs> before he got eliminated. So the Royal Rumble is sick. We're on the road to WrestleMania now. AEW is up next with Revolution on March 5th. So that'll probably be the next wrestling pay-per-view that we discuss. And, you know, Alcino's not here, so we can't get his insight on it. Right. But we'll, we'll we'll get back into the wrestling, you know, when it, when it seems relevant again. Probably touch. We'll I'm sure sure there'll be some. Well, the Elimination Chamber is, like, right. next month. Forgot about that. But the next one's AEW. To be. So yeah. we're going to also, after the Super Bowl, we're going to we got to figure something out. But that's not. For right now, we're right. gonna figure something out with the wrestling. It was a pleasure to be a part of it for once, you know, to just like actually be able to have the conversation. <laughs> Maybe it's just that I'm inexperienced, but I felt like you know you gotta start outs- watching Raw outside of the Royal Rumble. It was like it was no, it was except the main event was lit, but like the main this, event was pretty. This storyline's like, been going on for a very long time now, and you're not invested 800, in eight hundred plus days, dude. I That's was playing really basketball when Seth yeah. Rollins had both titles, dude. Let's put Roman, it like Roman that. Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. I'm sorry. No, but Hawk's right. If you if you were invested in the storyline, it'd be much more like whoa. The story is what wrestling is about, right. and mostly anybody, especially at this level, can, can go in there and do the moves, and give you a million spots. Like that's not what it's about, right. obviously. But yeah, this I think it's the best storyline the WWE's done ever. Period. Better than Stone Cold Austin. I'm sorry, Austin McMahon, Stone Cold and Vince. Yeah. Better than the invasion angle. Better than almost anything that's, you know, done in the Attitude Era or even before that. But now, let's move it on past the Royal Rumble. Go back towards football teams that are not playing yeah, currently. Right? No, I mean, you said there's that UFC but card, but we know no one Derek on it. So. Lewis and that's pretty much it. Is Derek, Will, uh, Derek Lewis fighting for anything? No. Spot? No, nothing. Derek oh, you Lewis had puck news. Let's hit the ice, baby. 
So yeah. let's cool off. Cool it off real quick. <laughs> Reese, at the beginning of this week, the New York Islanders made a very good trade for the organization. What they did was they traded for Bo. Oh, give me one second. I want to butcher his name here. How good of a trade could it be? This guy is a leading scorer on his team. That's how good it is. Okay. So the New York Islanders traded for the captain of the Vancouver Canucks, Bo Horvat, who is a proven scorer. He has already tied this season his career high of 31 goals to go along with 23 assists. And his 621 games played with Vancouver, he scored 200 goals, 219 assists for 420 points. Nice. So... He has a Stanley Cup playoff run for the Canucks. Play, multiple playoff games played, which is the something the Islanders need badly. What the Islanders gave up was, was say, what's the trade? Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Roddy, and a 2023 first-round pick. So trading for Bo Horvat on the Islanders' angle here addresses their, one of their dire needs, so which he, is scoring. I don't know anything really about hockey, but... 31 goals is like... In the pick. Definitely seems like it's a good player. <laughs> Thirty-one yeah, goals is like is like throwing twenty-five touchdowns, dude. Yeah, Thirty-one like, goals is maybe not twenty-five, but like you're throwing good numbers. Is it a rental trade? Uh, my, so there's a deal. My man on a contract. So my man is not on a contract. He's working his way. We're working probably. If he finishes this year strong, he'll probably get an extension. And if he does right. not, so he's in a contract here. So he's in a contract. This is what so we it's a prove it. Deal. This is what we call in both basketball and hockey a rental trade. Because you're trading for a player that does not have any contract time past the end of the season yep. without an agreement on an extension. So they're trying to make a run. So I don't saying. know who these two players are because I'm not really tuned into hockey. At, you know, Villa right is a forward. Atu Roddy is a young prospect. And and a pick. And the first guy is... Uh, Bo Horvat, who is no, a... No, no, no. The oh. first guy the Islanders traded, he's a player. He's like a top three line player. Yeah. So one one essential starter, one prospect, and a first-round pick seems like a lot to give up for a guy you don't know if you're going to wind up even keeping past the end of this year. But if they think However they're going to they make are. a run, they're going to make a run. How far back are they? They're like not I'll doing tell you right well. now. They're not doing well, but they're get they're close to the wild like card, and it's not a it's not a bad run to make. It's not exactly impossible. It's the push you over the top trade. Basically, um, they're sitting at fourth in the uh, rankings in the metro. Not fourth in the metro, but uh. Fourth for the wild card spot, and they are. T- 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 I want to say a couple games back. I'm looking for games back here. Oh, it doesn't even say, huh? Depends on well, how many points not, their point yeah. scoring goes. It's they're they're two points back out of the wild card. Two points back out of the wild card. So definitely a hard push to make. So that's a put a us over the top move. That's what it seems like. That's that's yeah. how let's try to go get this. However, thing. um probably an important thing I should have mentioned. Anthony Anthony Bavillier carried the one of the A's for the Islanders. So the A is now on the move. Could yeah, be they, they, Matthew you, Barzell, could be you just said that Horvat had the C and Horvat had the C and could in Vancouver. Traded away an A for a C, baby. Yeah. Alternate for a starter. Alternate captain for captain. Let's go. Just give him the A. Who gives a fuck? He just got here a year and a You got the A. Well, you know, in hockey, they take that shit real seriously. Yeah, they take no. that shit to heart. So it's like a – it'll be a locker room thing. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. Cl- I think Clutterbuck has one. It's my man, Clutterbuck. 
I think Anders Lee is the captain right now, and it's Clutterbuck, and um, and we'll see who gets the A. But yeah, very good move for the Islanders. We'll see how it turns out for them. I hope it does good, uh, does well for them, because I want to see Barzell get a little bit better on the scoring aspect of things, throwing out some assists, a little sauce. But uh, we'll move over to the Rangers here. Three Rangers players are headed to the All Star game this year, and that is Artemi Panarin, Adam Fox, and. Igor Shesterkin. Three guys living it up. Shesterkin averaging 2.6 goals against over the entire season. Igor? Yeah. Why? It's the only person I know. <laughs> I don't know. Artemi Panarin is, uh, he's got, I think he's got 58 points right now. Okay. The bread so man. Is, yeah, the bread man. Living it up. And uh, Adam Fox, a five foot ten defenseman who knows how to throw the sauce around. To say the least. Uh, that's my new favorite time. I like throwing <laughs> some sauce. Yo, can you sauce me this? Love it, dude. You can't tell. You're, you're chuckling at it right now. But, uh, yeah, I'll give you the Sauce break me down. a vape, dude. You throw yeah, right here, dude. <laughs> sauce you a vape. Sauce me a vape quick, dude. That's silliness. So, to give you the rundown on it, no, goal scorers doesn't necessarily matter, but Artemi Panarin and Adam Fox both tied in assists at 38 apiece. Zabanajad behind them. But total points on the team, we got more Panarin leading the team with 50, Zabanajad 49, Fox 48. So Damn, top lineup for them. Yeah. But uh, another thing that I thought was very interesting, the Ra- uh, the Rangers relief goalie this year, or the only go- other goalie who's played, um, I don't want to butcher his name again, Yaroslav Halak. Okay. Halak the Rock, baby. The Halak Ness Monster. <laughs> I love it. That's the former New York Islanders starting goalie. Halak Ness? The Halak Ness Monster. The Halak Ness Monster. Halak the Rock. The Rangers do this thing where they seem... Sorry about that. They seem to do this thing where they keep finding goalies that are Halak Rock solid. <laughs> a little corny there. But uh, I had a... Good string of games in the games he played well, with uh, playing relief for Shesterkin. Hol- Holak would play an amazing 57 minutes and 20 seconds and then just fall apart for two minutes. He's <laughs> like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, Rangers sending three to the All-Star game. Uh, they're, uh, they're third right now. They own the third spot in the playoffs. So, hopefully, coming out of the All-Star game this year for the, uh, the Rangers – Hopefully, they'll start to heat up a little bit better. They're already holding pretty well, but we're looking to see if we can get some more action going. Which, uh, another interesting thing, too, among the top goal scorers, Philip Heedle, another younger guy on the team. The whole team that we see on the Rangers right now has been built within the past five years. Panarin, past five years. Adam Fox was a rookie in 2020. So, the whole team we're looking at right now, very young and very capable. And I think the... I want to say the oldest guy on the roster right now is Chris Kreider. 100%. So there's a base to be Which made. It's funny because I remember when Kreider was the pup. There you go. I remember when Kreider was the youngest pup. His whole career, I guess. Yeah. I think right now he might be the only active leading goal scorer. Yeah. He, like, when he was a rookie, he played in the, uh, in the Final Four, the college Final Four. Might have won. I can't remember. And then came and joined the Rangers during their playoff run. I think that was the year they lost in the Cup to the Kings when he was a rookie, I think, but I could be wrong. That's a ways back, right? 2015. I feel like I remember watching that a while ago. 
first time they were in the same club, yeah. But they've done a very good job, I would say. Re- I, w- I don't want to say rebuilding, but I, I would call it a rebuild. It was like a reload. Yeah, locked and loaded. Very good prospects. Hopefully this is the year they get a little more. They got some experience already in the playoffs. So I'm hoping to see a little bit more push out of the guys this year. Heedle last year wasn't a big impact guy. But uh, he's looking to be playing pretty hot this year. So I'm hoping we see some good stuff coming from the Rangers. And I hope that the Islanders, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping this guy, Horvat, I'm hoping he brings some electricity. And we get to see a little more Barzal sauce. Make a run for the Isles. All right. Well, yeah. little, little Bo Horvat, uh, top, top shelf where mom keeps the peanut butter. Well, that was Jack with hockey. <laughs> Bro, you ain't you ain't ready for the lettuce, dude. Speaking I got absolute <laughs> crab legs coming off my front down piece right now. All right. I don't think all you right, understand. All right. Dude. All right, dude. This isn't this isn't <laughs> fucking Shorzy. Enough. Speaking of all star games, dude, you know who the AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks are, dude? Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Um another backup? I don't know who the other one Derek is. Derek Carr. Derek Carr, but I, th- I think he's not playing, right, Derek Carr? No, Derek Carr's going, I think. I know it's Tyler Huntley. He only threw two touchdowns this Tyler year. Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr, and then the, the other guy, someone who belongs there, Herbert, maybe? Probably. That sounds right. Yeah. I was just or maybe probably. Herbert was the one Derek Carr replaced because he had surgery on his... Uh, right, Herbert did have shoulder surgery, yeah. My point is the Pro Bowl is a fucking joke, dude. Absolute joke. Pro Bowl is an extra paycheck. That's all it is. They're going to do something silly this year, some flag football, some, some contest. Fucking dodgeball again. It's going to be nonsensical. Tam Brady. Yep, Tam. Tam Brady's finally retired for good this time. Breaking the news again. And I believe him this time around. I kind of believe him. Because he can't, he can't do this twice in two no. years, right? That's no. just going to be silly. Don't get to the Super Bowl or the playoffs. No, I mean retire, then come oh, back, then retire, yeah. then come back yeah, like Brett Favre, too. dude. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do it. You, I mean, you're going to lose a lot of credibility. And just like you could see it on his face in the video. You watch the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he think looks he's done. done. Yeah. He's he's done, done. He's probably going to go get back Giselle and save his family. Be like, I'm sorry. Ultimate sorry, story. I, sorry I left you guys for it. Todd Bowles. Yeah, did not make the playoffs. So, the playoffs. so good fucking riddance to Tom. Redefined what greatness is in the NFL for quarterbacks anyway. Probably going to be untouched. We're going to be like 30 years from now being like, oh, well, he's only got five. Unless Mahomes gets him. And be like, he's only got five rings, dude. Right. He's two behind Tom. <laughs> it's not even close. Um, all time against the Jets, 60 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Really? All time against the Jets. So I'm not going to fucking miss you, Tom. <laughs> Goodbye and good riddance. Please fuck off and take your $375 million and just – Piss me off calling games on Fox instead. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm Peace not out convinced. to the GOAT, dude. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I think he's going to be a Raider. But no, I, no, I, nah, he's done. No, he's done. I can't. I can't. This guy's going to be like a sore thumb. He's never going to disappear. He always said he wanted to play till 45. He's 45. He did it. Yeah, it. I think I think it may have been different had the Bucks like yeah, even if the did Bucks it. didn't make the the Super Bowl, but it, if they had at least made some sort of a run in the playoffs, I think it would have been more likely that he'd have been like, all right, let's come back, we'll give it a shot. Because you have to remember the line was hurt all year. Him and Evans weren't on the same page, but I just think, like you were saying, I just don't think he wants to do it again. I love yeah, how Evans like, hit the thousand yards this year. 
at the end of the season with like right, 250 right. plus games. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, he hits a thousand yards at the end of the season. They weren't even guaranteed in the playoffs until like the last two weeks. It's not like they were smashing teams. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Todd Bowles will do that to you, dude. I don't want to take it away from Tom Brady. He's the best we've ever seen easily. There's no doubt in my mind, but it does kind of seem bittersweet that you're, you came back for this last season and you were, was it worth it? Tom? You know, that that's what it, that's what sucks. You know, you had you had the nice storyline the first time, you know, you could have pieced out, but just didn't, you know. Listen. And that would have been the perfect send off. But you know, it is what it is. I'm sure, you know, competitive wise in his brain, he was like, I gotta. If I did it now, I, I gotta be able to do it again. And you give it a shot, things will work out. Yeah, he he gave it the good old college go ahead. Right. You know, I, I think I'm just gonna dust this one off real quick, and you know. <laughs> There's no camera, so it's sad. But Todd Bowles, <laughs> you are a cuck. Cuck, 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 cuck. Did they fire him yet? No, I don't no, think so. Of course so. not, no dude. No way. I think it's after Cucks Brady, can't fire cucks. They're about to clean house and then. Yeah, it's probably going to be massive going. overhaul. Yeah. Maybe Godwin and Evans on the move. Only current contracted quarterback to the Buccaneers is. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. I don't even know who that Let's is. go. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. I think up. he was a quarterback for Florida. I don't he know. He was. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. Two for two. So they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, so I think a, a turnaround's probably, you know, a rebuild, a, t- a reload, something. Some of these guys probably. I mean, Godwin just resigned. I think. Evans, Wild move. Aaron Rodgers winds up in Tampa Bay. Get shipped. Evans gets shipped this offseason. Maybe. Unless they get one of these veteran quarterbacks Yo, like Jack just said. Giants, Evans, please. We need somebody. I would be so excited. So this I don't pit, think Mike Evans would fit too well over on the Giants. You never know. I don't know. I, Hopkins might be the guy for the Giants. That would be even better. Dude. Or T. Higgins we talk about is another so guy. that T. Higgins is another guy that could be on the move because he's a legit wide receiver one in the NFL. Fortunately, so is Jamar Chase. Yeah. They're going to have to – I don't know if they're going to be able to pay them both and Joe Burrow and keep this thing going. So they're probably – Jamar Chase might be the guy who's just like, I'll T. take Higgins, the cut. I think T, you know, people look at the wide receiver market and it looks thin, but I think T. Higgins could be available if not this year, next year. I think we already know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be available. Alan Lazard is on the market. Ayuk. I think Ayuk is going to be available. And we think Mike Evans maybe might be available. Maybe this isn't – I'm not reporting anything. Right, I'm right, just right. reading We're a little bit saying, of tea leaves here. Yeah. This past week, the Texans got their guy all along. Good old reunion. Yeah. Former Texans linebacker D'Amico Ryan's yep. inked the deal to become their head coach. I think it's a good hire. It's a great he, hire. He coached up yeah. amazing defenses the for San Fran. The expectations are amazingly low, and he can come in and turn the whole thing around realistically. Even and if it's just your kind of how these 49ers teams have been, just tough defenses and offenses that can kind of just maintain, you know, like score, but they don't have to, they're not finding themselves in these 31 27 shootouts every week. Yeah, and just you know, they, I think he'll, I think he'll lead a well-coached ship. You know, I think that's going to be a real, yeah, a talent real tight ship. ship. But well, like a like, a, like, a, like a Mike Rabel, kind of, kind of, kind of, just without Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I, just you got about to say, Pierce, dude. I, I don't know. I was Pierce just about to say, is D'Amico Ryan's the first player who we saw his entire career and now starting a head coaching career? But I think. 
What about Kellen Moore? It's Mike Rabel. He's not a head coach yet. Mike Rabel. I think Mike Rabel, yeah. pretty much we were there for his whole career. And, I didn't think about that. Yeah, we were just young, you know. Right. Well, you know, we're also looking at a possible birth of McCown head coaching career, but he That's doesn't. That's true, too. Yeah, but I mean, first, I'm not talking. Right. I'm, no, I get you. McCown hasn't gotten it, you know. Right. No, I think. But I right. think it's Vrabel. It's but yeah, Ryan's is another Ryan. one from our yeah. like we were in high school and Demico Ryan's is playing. It's right. not like we're like Vrabel. We were in middle school, middle school, elementary school watching him play. But you think JJ Watt goes to the coaching gig, or you think no? I think JJ Watt's gonna fuck off and go raise his kid, dude. Yeah, I think that so, guy's right. been committed to the game his entire life, and now he's ready to just live civilian life. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. Too. Yeah. Just the city of Houston. If anything, you'll gotta hear, love that guy. If anything, yeah. you'll hear about how like JJ Watts, the defensive coordinator at some high school in Wisconsin, right? Like, right. That went like sixteen and zero or eight and zero or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> some crazy stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're starting quarterbacks. Also, their outside linebacker. <laughs> He's got twenty two sacks and thirty four touchdowns for the year. And then the Broncos finalized the trade for yeah. Sean Payton. Interesting. Sent a the first that they got in the Bradley Chubb trade and a second next year, right? Yes. And they sent a player to or no? They didn't send a player in that trade. Or they did? No, it was just no they didn't. It was, it was, just, picks. Yeah. It was, it was just those picks. picks. I think it was just picks and maybe some cash consideration. So, so they got Sean Payton. They're paying him upwards of $20 million a year. Enough. Yeah. Um, so essentially now over the last two off seasons, and we haven't even gotten to this off season, hasn't even officially started yet. The Broncos have traded essentially three ones, three twos, and three NFL players yeah. for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Yeah. So it has to work. It's got to. It absolutely <laughs> has to work. And if it doesn't, it's Russ, and now we're just cooked. Now we're dead in yeah. the water with this dead money Russ on Russ. Russ is cooked. Russ, yeah, so Russ might. If it doesn't work out with Sean Payton, Russ is done, so dude. Right. Tell you right now, Javante Williams and will have a monster if this it year. Doesn't work out with Russ. Is it one of the biggest exploitations of a quarterback in the system that we've seen in a very long time? <laughs> so if, if it doesn't like, work out for Russ <laughs> and Geno Smith is in the playoffs again I mean, next year, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are we talking about right now? That's fucking um, Pete Carroll just sitting there like it was never Russ. <laughs> he went in the third round for a reason. Yeah. God damn it. I am Russell Wilson. <laughs> he is I. I am he. I am him. <laughs> I am he, dude. I'm going to timestamp this now because I, I, I've had enough of the Broncos. I just hope they crash and burn. So we're going to timestamp the day. It is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. Broncos country. Let's die. Oh. It's over. Not even giving Sean Payton. 8, 12 p.m. Eastern burns. I, I mean, think, I love Javante, but burn to the ground. I think it'll turn around. I think it'll turn around. I think it has to turn around. I think it has to. I don't think there's any other choice. I'm not we'll sure it could get much worse. Next season. I'm not sure it could get much worse, dude. Yeah, it'll get worse if the same thing happens and Sean Payton's there. That'll definitely be worse. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. Yeah, the product on the field can't get worse. Right. The situation could no. just snowball on itself. But we'll see. I, I, I do think, and, and you kind of saw glimpses of it when they got rid of Hackett, those last two or three games of the season. Russ didn't look bad. It was kind of just like, oh, this is kind of what It's my offensive coordinator, baby. Right. It's my offensive coordinator, right. well, baby. You know, if you wind up with Rodgers, it might be a little different. Yeah, I mean, we'll you see know. on that. And then there's one other head coaching hire. The Carolina Panthers have hired 
Five Guy Frank, who I did not fact check this, but did you see that TikTok I sent the group? Which one? Frank Reich is like whatever Francis Michael Reich, whatever his name is. This is the third. Did he was going to tell me? What? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, the, the TikTok was like his yeah. name. I don't, I'm making the name up. I don't no, know. I what know it was, but it was like that. Francis Michael Reich the third. So yeah. technically the Carolina Panthers support the third, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Did you guys see that Matt Rule is suing the Panthers for yes. his severance play? Yep. Really? I didn't see this. $40 million dollars he's trying to get back. Yeah. Saying Why? Saying his contract. I was reading up on it this morning. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's in a dispute with them. They owe him, um, I think it, it was either 14 or $4 million. I can't remember the exact number. I was reading it while I was on the phone this morning at work, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, just trying to do two things at once. Um, I don't know the exact wording of it, but they owed him something in the contract that they didn't pay him out for. So now he's essentially suing them, I guess, or at least filing a grievance with them for for some sort of pay. You got it up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, not breaking news because this, bro- this broke an hour ago. Joe Mixon has arrest warrant. Bengals running back is wanted on a charge of aggravated menacing news. after allegedly – Hold on, hold Did on. Did he hit another woman? <laughs> no, 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 no. But yes, but no. Hold on. What do you mean what, yes? What do you but mean? No. What do you mean yes? Aggravated no. menacing after allegedly pointing a gun at a woman and threatening. Oh, so kinda yeah, but no. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. This guy hates Joe women. Mixon, dude. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, he's real mixing quick, it up on us, dude. Five million for a severance package. But Jack, that's about as breaking news as it gets. Yeah. So don't lead with it's breaking news. It's gone news, half an hour really. ago. We've been and reco- then be like, how long we've been an recording? Hour ago and Mixon has a uh, warrant for handling a gun. So that that is about as. How long news. have we been recording? Uh, an hour and nine minutes. So it happened <laughs> while we were on the air. It's not breaking news, dude. Uh, it's breaking dude. news, man. Uh, that's. Yeah. Holy oh, shit! That's fucking. Something, Joe Mixon, man. relax, dude. It's not that serious. Wow. But yeah, so it's five million. Um and it was for um a severance package apparently that they five million is what he's seeking. What he's seeking, yeah, they didn't give it to him. But he got he was <laughs> he signed I didn't know he signed a seventy two million dollar deal and he still wound up with thirty four million. Hold on. He was owed thirty four million. He received an eight year seventy two million. Um but he's stating that the ta- time he had with the team netted out to five million. Gotcha. So it sounds like some money wasn't guaranteed and he didn't sign himself a good contract. And now he's like, hey. Hey, you guys owe me money. money. And they're going to be like, well. Which is like interesting. Your lawyer should have read that contract. Right? Nebraska's <laughs> already paying him plenty of money. Well, that was in the report so, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a personal uh, thing at this point. Just quick on the on the uh, aspect of coaches making money. And then I'm, I don't think I have anything else to bring up. We'll get, turn it over to you guys for closing remarks. Um Nathaniel Hackett will be making eighty thousand dollars a week from the Denver, from, <laughs> from the Denver Broncos while coaching the Jets. While coaching the Jets, so it's gonna you know come out to quite a few million, you know, plenty of million that he's gonna be getting paid from the Denver Broncos while he's coaching the Jets. So if you think that this guy rushed right back into a job that's probably not super desirable, coming off of what he just happened to him in Denver. Mm-hmm. Without having an idea of who his quarterback is going to be, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Just remember, he's still getting yeah. checks. Like, yeah. there's no way he was like, because he was going to go take the year off and get away from coaching for a little bit, which probably isn't a bad thing after you get as shellacked as you did in right. Denver this year. 
And then he comes to a job. We talked about all the reasons why it may or may not be a desirable or undesirable job. And you think he's going to do that? Thinking he's going into the year with Zach Wilson and Jacoby Brissett right. or Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback? I don't think so. No, I think the Jets, I think the Nathaniel Hackett made it very transparent of what they're trying to do in the offseason, without a doubt. Going all in. I think that's all exactly what's happening. And I think the fear now, and someone brought this up, uh, Greg Wilson will put it up on Around the NFL, which I always tell you about. Um, now the, the question is, is, does Roger go to the Raiders now that Brady is out of the picture it would be interesting which i thought was interesting because you got adams there so you know but like i said i think like i'm saying to you nathaniel hackett hire i think it makes it very transparent what the jets are going to be trying to do in the offseason and i think it aligns pretty much to what you were saying the whole season get a veteran in get your two years you're in your win now train zach up and then when aaron Rodgers decides he's out zach wilson's got two years maybe under aaron Rodgers, and i still think it's it's more likely that Josh McDaniels tries to get Mac. Mac Jones? Yeah. You never know. I, I it's all just 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 know. speculative. Yeah. Got exactly. a couple guys talking some shit. Right. We don't, you know, we'll know when we know. But I've been saying this for weeks, pretty much since the Derek Carr news broke when they benched him. Like he's gonna go try to get Mac because Mac fell off this year without him. Right. It's a well known fact that they had a good relationship and they had a good working relationship. And uh, I don't and think you're following the blueprint that all these other teams are following. Young and you, quarterback with a star receiver, and and you know what you have with Mac, whether or not it's something great. That's not a conversation I'm going to have right, right now. But if he's tossing lobs to Devontae Adams, who can get it? You you know what you have with Mac as a person, as a player, how he is in the in the meeting room, how he is in the weight room, how he is at practice, how guys respond to him in the huddle. You know that he could execute your offense despite the fact that he has a pea shooter for an arm. <laughs> so you have. A ton of answers to questions or ideas to answers of questions. Whereas if you go and look at the an option like the draft, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Zach Wilson checked all the fucking boxes coming out of the draft other than coming out of the small school. So you never know what's going to happen. So I think the Aaron Rodgers thing is interesting, but I don't know how they're going to make the money work. Right. That's the issue. Like we have clear answers on how the Jets make the money work. You cut Jordan Whitehead, you cut Corey Davis, you cut Carl Lawson. You have more than enough money to take Aaron Rodgers back. Right. That's that on that, Jack. No, I'm good. I'm all good. It would have been so it's funny. It's been a slow news week, honestly. Yeah. I've been trying. Like, I even, I tell you, I, every morning I go to work, I pop open ESPN and just read the main articles that are up there and it's been the same three or four articles since Monday. So it's just, I mean, and that's it is what it is. There's no football. No one's getting hurt. No one's practicing. You know, just. Yeah. No it's, UFC. <laughs> well, there is, but not exciting. It's typically a slow sports week. I mean, uh, we I don't want to start going on on basketball where right. we could talk about LeBron if we wanted to. We'll talk, let's talk about LeBron after he breaks the record. Right. Next week. Right. We'll talk about LeBron. Because there's only so much Super Bowl we could talk about over the course of two episodes. Right. So we'll, you, have, well, we'll have time next week. Considering we are a gambling show, I have been cashing some money on the LeBron over on points. So <laughs> if, you, if you – I cashed some money on, uh, on, on the over on LeBron load management days off this year. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Him and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis out two weeks, sore braids. Guy's a bum. All right, well. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcast, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi De Stay Thirsty Company, 
Justin's Chop Shop, West Hampton Beach, new location, 71 Sunset Avenue, West Hampton Beach. Check it out. And Dino Skate Park. Peace out. Want to be a farmer? Here's a few acres. Stay tuned.